Doug Colbert and Billy Martin, and the Yankees want the bat. Look at Martin. Well, what they're talking about, Frank, is that he's got too much fine tire, and uh, you've got to have a certain amount of distance from the trademark of the bat and the fine tire. And Nettles is leaving the field as if the game is over. Oh, he's just coming in. I'm not sure. Uh, they might have a legitimate uh, gripe. They might be going to call George Brett out. Well, the end is win. He's out. Yes, sir. Brett is out. Look at, look at this. Brett is out. And he's demon back. He is out. And having to be forcibly restrained from hitting plate umpire Tim McClellan. And welcome back to another episode of Too Much Pod Tar, as I am again with Gio D'Amico on Twitter at GeoDemico15, and Johnny Black, the Squirrel creator and editor. And he's on Twitter at JBall0202. And now in this episode, we're going to be doing our predictions for the playoffs, you know, who's going to win in divisions, the wild cards. And then, you know, who ends up going over all the way to the World Series and winning. So this is our ERR picks. All right, I'll start off then. Uh, for AL, I think the the teams that are going to win the divisions are the teams that are leading right now, the Yankees, Astros, and Twins. And then the National League, I think it, I think the Nationals are going to go on a run. I think I think the Nationals are gonna actually going to win the, end up winning the division and – uh, get jumping the Braves. I think the Braves aren't going to have that great of a second half. I think they might just I, they might choke a little bit, and I think the Nationals are just going to play. They're only six games back right now. I think they're going to end up catching them at, at some point and winning that. And then for the Central, it's really close to now. Milwaukee half game back of the Cubs. Uh, I think I think the Cubs are end up winning that. They've been struggling of late, but I think they'll you know, catch fire again in the second half. And then, obviously, Dodgers will win the West. Uh, it's not even close in that. Yeah. And then the wild cards, uh, I think I think it'll end up being Tampa Bay and Boston. Uh, you know, there's not really any other teams in there for the second wild card. You know, Cleveland, as we mentioned before, but I just don't think that they're going to end up going to be – they're going to end up being able to maintain what they've been doing. Especially with all these, you know, all the injuries they've had to their pitching and all that. So, and then uh, Oakland is a team right now that's a game back, but they're—I don't think they're going to be able to repeat what they did last year. And Texas is one of the other teams that's kind of in there, but I don't—I don't think they'll—they'll be able to maintain what they've been doing starting pitching. Mike Miner, I don't think he'll have Mike Miner and Lance Lynn. I don't think they're going to end up having second halves like they've had first halves. And yeah, so. Those are those for the divisions, and then we can I can go into like who I think is going to win each round. But then you you guys can go first with the with the other things. Who'd you have for the NL wild card? And the, oh, I didn't even say that. Oh, uh, I thought I missed it. My bad. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, wild card. Um, I would probably go with the Braves. Braves for that for the first wild card, and then uh, Milwaukee for the second. Okay. Gio, you want to go? Sure. Uh, for the AL, I've got the uh, Orioles, Tigers, and uh, Mariners. Yeah, no. <laughs> Next pick. 
Yeah, that would be crazy. No, maybe in 10 years, but we're going to go same thing. Yankees, Twins, uh, Astros. It's really not close. I mean, none of the – the only – no, I, I don't think there's any threats to overtake any of those three divisions. Uh, and then for the wild card, uh, I'm going to talk a little crazy here. I'm going Red Sox and Indians. I think the Rays mm-hmm. are experiencing a bit of a fall off right now, and I think that's only going to continue because they just don't have good hitting. They're riding their pitchers right now like crazy, and I don't know if they can keep doing that like, and keep winning because they're totally defense and pitching right now, which is fine. That's how a lot of teams win, but the bats in the lineup are inconsistent. They've got a few good hitters like Austin Meadows, but it's really nothing to write home about there. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give the Indians the edge, say they go on a little bit of a run. Maybe Jose Ramirez learns how to hit again. And uh, for the NL, I'm going to go Nationals as well. I'm going to go Nationals. I'm going to go Brewers and Dodgers. And the NL Central is my favorite race right now to watch because literally anybody could win that. Uh, When it comes to wild card, I'm going to give it to the Braves. and I'm going to give it to the Reds. I think the Reds can really go on a run here. They've got it. Like, everyone overlooks the Reds because why would – why wouldn't they? But they've got a good rotation going. They've with uh, at least three good pieces, and they've got a few guys in the bullpen. They can hit. The Reds have been able to hit for a few years now, pretty much all across the lineup. So that's kind of my dark horse pick. I mean, I could be boring and go with the Cubs, but something about the Cubs this year, man. They just they're super inconsistent, super streaky. And they can go on a winning streak or a losing streak at any point, but I just don't like their pitching that much. Uh, when it comes to consistency, because I think Cole Hamels is overperforming right now. I think that uh, uh, U Darvish is just going to struggle more. It's going to be a close race, but I'm just going to give it to the Reds for the sake of being different. All right, Johnny. Hello. Uh, I guess you left. Oh, sorry. No, I'm here. (laughs) My bad. My bad. That's all right. No, I'll go. Well, I'm going to go chalk in the AL, like what you guys said, Yankees, Twins, and Astros, Mm -hmm. because I don't see see any teams catching them at this point. Um, The AL, the wild cards, I'm going to have to go Raising Indians. Mm -hmm. I think the Red Sox are going to miss out. I really do. I think they spent way too much money. And I'm looking at it from what what these teams might be doing at the trade deadline, too. Yeah. Now, I know the Indians may be moving Bauer or whatever. I just don't see any other team. I, I don't know. I just don't see the Red Sox bringing on anybody. And their bullpen is just a, a disaster. Their hitting is not nearly as good as it was last year. I mean, they had a magical season last year, won in 108 games. It's you know that's not sustainable. Um, the Indians, I just think they have depth of pitch. They've shown it already this year. They have depth of pitching. So even if they traded Bauer, if they got Kluber and Clevenger back, they still have Kluber, Clevenger. I mean Bieber, Plesac. Like it's still solid. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think they can maintain. Enough to win a wild card. The Rays, I think Snell is going to be better than he has been. 
I mean, he's just been – he has been somewhat snake-bitten in that sense. Like, I mean, yes, I didn't think he was – but at a 5 ERA, I think he's going to he's gonna go on a tear, and I think he's going to drop it to mid-threes. Um, the defense is top-notch, basically. Um, they hit enough. And I just don't see any other team in the American League. I mean, the Rangers, like you said, Alex, like Lance Lynn and Mike Miner – Mike Miner is going to fall off the cliff. I, I can yeah. see it already. Like, yep. you know, he's, he's definitely going to – I talked about left on base percentage before. Mm-hmm. Snell had an 88 last year. Well, Mike Miner this year is 86.5. Yep. And he strikes out and he strikes out like seven guys per nine. Like, it, it's just that's, that's not sustainable. I definitely wouldn't want to trade for him at the deadline because I know no. Texas could be asking for a lot. I was telling my buddy, actually, in one of my fantasy leagues, I was like <laughs> – you can trade Mike Miner for like a fourth rounder next year because we trade we with keepers, so we could trade for next year's draft picks. Yeah, and he was, tra- he was looking at. He's like, you think I should trade Mike Miner for like a fourth rounder? I was like, hell yes. Yeah, <laughs> get rid of him now, dude. <laughs> Definitely, because he, it's just not. Yeah, that's not sustainable. No. Um. So I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go raise Indians. I think the Red Sox miss it out, mm-hmm. and they they just blow it up next year. Everyone leaves. While they still have sale, but I mean, you know, <laughs> the pitching Porcello is gone. Yeah. You know, Porcello is a free agent. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't think they care about that. No. Yeah, exactly. They'll be fine the next. They'll be fine next year with going with the three lefties with Sale, Price, and Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah. They'll be fine with that. But anyway, um, but the National League, National League is a lot tougher. Yeah, for me, um, I'm going Nationals. And then at least because that's who I picked. So I'm yeah, going to stick with them. I still go with the Brewers because I, I feel like the Brewers are going to make, they're going to make a move or two at the trading deadline this year. Yeah. They saw how close they got last year. I mean, they went to a game seven in the NLCS with the Dodgers. I think they're going to make a move for a Bumgarner or someone like that. And they're going to get that, that they're going to get that ace for the playoff run. Which they didn't have last. Julius Chassin was their ace last year. I mean, you know, so yeah, Brandon Woodruff showed up and stuff like that. But if you have that ace and these other guys are your two and three, that's a different story. Yeah. So I think the Brewers are going to make a move at the deadline, and I think they're going to they're going to take that division. Uh, the Dodgers, obviously, I mean, that's not even a question. I don't think. Yeah. Um, as far as the wild card goes, I'll go. I'm going to go Braves and Phillies. I'm going to both from that. the NL East. Because yeah. I agree with you, Gio. The Cubs are the Cubs are going to just I, – I, I don't think they're that good. I honestly yeah. don't. I think their pitching stinks. The bullpen stinks. The starting stinks. Like they, Gabriel stinks. <laughs> they're, just not, they're just not a good team. They're really yeah. not. You know, they're playing over their heads, I think, a little bit. And Madden, Madden's got to get a little credit for that because they are the first place. I mean, yeah. so, you know, for as bad as they've been, they have been. I just don't think down the stretch they're going to do it. I think Atlanta and Philly are both good teams. And I think Atlanta will maintain enough to get a wild card. I think Nationals will catch them, but mm-hmm. – but I think they'll get in there. So I think those two teams are going to come up from the NL East. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I think a key factor for the Nationals, one of their like X factors for success, is Steven Strasburg because 
you know, having that number two, like Scherzer can't do it all. Obviously, he can't pitch right. five. Five. Uh, he can't pitch every get every day, and that would be good if he could, but he can't. And Strasburg, you know, he's been great his whole career. There's something about him that's just always screamed inconsistent to me, and I don't know, or at least not always over the last couple of years. But when I look at his stats, he's been good. There's just he's a spotty starter. Like one uh, one start, he'll strike out twelve and shut you down, and the next start, he'll be out after four innings, giving up like five runs. So I think his consistency and his dominance is definitely going to be key to them. Him, him, and Anibal Sanchez are the most important pitchers in that rotation right now. Yeah, they need to keep their bullpen straight too. Yeah, yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. That's been their that's been their problem. Yeah, for the most part, because they've had the starters. I mean, they got Corbin there too. Right. I mean, you go if you got these guys. If you have a, a healthy Strasburg mm-hmm. and Corbin, who's pitching well, using that slider and that cutter. I mean, Scherzer, Corbin, and Strasburg. You can't really name a better three. Right. Going into the playoffs. I mean, who who else in the National League is comparing to that top three? All right, no. Kershaw, Ryu, and Rich Hill, Bueller. Walker Bueller. Like, I mean, close. That's probably. the comp. That's the competition. Because yeah. the clubs can't come close to that. Right. They, they, not one of their pitchers matches up with one of the national pitchers. No, no. Not yeah, it's not even close. So, I mean, the Nationals, that's what I'm saying. The Nationals get in the playoffs, especially if they win a division and have a home series. I think the Nationals yeah. need a righty reliever, like a solid righty reliever, because they've got Sean Doolittle as their closer, and, you know, he can definitely pitch against lefties. But like I said about Scherzer, he can't pitch every day, and he's not going to pitch multiple innings pretty much ever. So you need someone that's going to be able to get righties out, because, like, Wander Suero is not going to get the job done. So... Yeah, I don't know who the problem with the Nationals is they don't have a lot to trade. Yeah, exactly. They've they've wasted their minor league system. Right. With the exception of Robles and Soto, they've basically wasted their minor league system to try to get other guys. Yeah, that hasn't really you worked know. out. <laughs> they traded three I mean they traded Giolito yeah. and Ronaldo Lopez and Dean Dean Dunning for Adam Eaton. Yeah, not <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh boy! That, yeah, not a good <laughs> yeah. They gave up on Giolito way too early, but oh yeah, that's that's, a, that's for another show, I guess. Mm-hmm. What you were saying before, no Giolito short arm on the ball. I have no problem with it because the big guys like that. I mean, Giolito's what six foot seven, six yeah six, yeah. six eight six, six seven. Hundred. Like he's huge. Yeah. You know, guys like that take a long time to develop their con- command and control. Look at Randy Johnson. You look at Randy Johnson's stats with Montreal. And when he first got to Seattle, dude, dude he was walking 120 guys a, a year. Yeah. I mean, guys like that, that's tall. It's hard to repeat the mechanics. Mm-hmm. And when you find a slot and when you find something that works for you, and you can repeat it. That that's key, and that's what it took G a little while. But I yeah. think I think it, I think you could definitely maintain it if he's found that arm slot, something that's comfortable for him. I think he could definitely continue. Agreed. But that was such a mistake from Washington. Yeah. Should we go into like 
Who's winning what? Yeah, I guess I'll start with that. Um, I'll start with the AL wild card. I had the Red Sox and Rays, and I'll have I'm gonna have the Rays winning that, and then play going moving on to play uh, the Yankees. I think the Yankees are gonna end up being the number one seed, and then uh, the other the other ALD, yeah, ALDS would be the Twins and Astros. And I think the Astros would take that one. I, sorry, Johnny, but, but yeah, I just I don't think the Twins I don't think the Twins can match up with the Astros very well. So I, I the Astros I think that, I think they would win that in three or four games. I think they do a sweep would take it in four. And then with the uh, Rays and Yankees, I think the Yankees would take that one in four. Mm-hmm. So Yankees Astros ALCS 2017 rematch, and then going over to the NL. Uh, the wild card I had, should I have? I had the Brewers and the Braves. I think the uh, Brewers would take that one. And then Brewers would face the Dodgers. So I think, and then I think the Dodgers would take that one, take, uh, take the series in. They probably, I think they'd sweep. It's, I think the Dodgers would sweep the, uh, the Brewers. And then, let's see, who else did I have? Uh, I had the Nationals and then. Who the heck did I have? Cubs. Oh yeah, Nationals and Cubs. So uh, I think the I think the Nationals will win that in probably probably four games. I think four or five games. So then it'll be Nationals, Dodgers, ALCS, and I think the Dodgers Dodgers can end up going back to the World Series. And then going to the ALCS, I think the Yankees come up with revenge from 2017, winning seven games. And well, for the NLCS, I think the Dodgers, I think that would be six. I think that would be five or six games between the Nationals. And so the Yankees, Dodgers, World Series, uh, rematch from you know the 1980s. So uh, I'll make my pick after you guys do yours. All right. Yeah, uh, for the AL, I had wild cards. I had the Red Sox and the Indians. Uh, I think that if it was between those two, I think the Red Sox would probably win that game just because Chris Sale would probably be pitching. Uh, and depending on who's healthy for the Indians, I don't know, but I'm going to give it to the Red Sox. And then the Red Sox would play the Yankees because I think the Yankees will be the number one seed too. And I'd say it'd be Yankees in five for that one. I think that would go the distance just because that's always a good series. That would be a tough matchup for the Yankees, even if the Red Sox struggle during the season, continue to struggle. It would would be hard for them, you know, going up against a rival. You don't look at that as an easy series. And then the other way around would be Twins and Astros. I'd say Astros in four. Uh, Sorry, Johnny. I I think the (laughs) Twins are... They're playing really well right now, but the Astros are the team I'm scared of most in the AL. Like overall, they've just got it all going. They've uh, so I think the Twins could probably find a win somewhere in there, but the Astros, their pitching's just too good all around. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it would be Yankees and wait a minute, I confused myself. Yankees and Astros, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that that's like my nightmare series. I don't want to have to face the Astros, like I just said, as the Yankees. Uh, I, as a Yankee fan, this is tough for me to say, but I would have to say Astros in seven just because of the pure 
pitching that the Astros have, and I don't think the Yankees' pitchers are as consistent as the Astros, just because they're not. I mean, if Garrett Cole gets it going especially, I would hate to be facing that team. So with a total non-bias, I'd say Astros in seven. And uh, going to the NL, it would. I had the what was my wild card? I had the Reds and the Braves. I had the Braves would win that game probably. Uh, so it'd be Braves against the Dodgers, and that wouldn't. That's a rematch from last year. I think the Dodgers would pull that out in four. The Braves could find a win in there. Uh, and then the other way around would be Nationals and Brewers. Tough one. It's kind of pitching against hitting a little bit there. I'd give that to the Nationals in five. So that would make it Nationals and Dodgers. And I I think the Dodgers win that. Wait, is that a seven-game series now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so Dodgers in six over the Nationals. Just, yeah, I don't know. The Dodgers are the better team. So Dodgers and Astros. I would give it to the Astros in seven. I think the Astros are the most well-rounded team in baseball right now. All right. I got um, – so I got the Rays and Indians playing for the wild card. And um, I have the Rays winning. I have the Rays being the Indians. I just think yeah. they find a way – they find a way with Snell against Kluber. Like they find a way to beat it and um, – make the defensive plays and stuff. I think the Rays can win a one-game series against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have the Rays. I'll have the Rays versus the Yankees because I think the Yankees are going to finish with the with the best record. Um, I have the Yankees winning that in a sweep. I don't, I don't see it even close, especially after the wild card, after they use Snell. Yeah. You know, so that's, you know, then you get back, you get to the rest of the Rays rotation. Um, I think they find a way to beat Morton, and then after that, that's it. Um, as far as the Twins and Astros, I think the Twins take the Astros down in a surprise. Uh, yes, I'm a Twins fan, so all right. <laughs> but the Twins actually play well. Believe it or not, past couple of years, the Twins actually play pretty well against the Astros. Um, so I think the Twins. I think as long as they get, as long as they're starting pitching, because the depth of their bullpen is better than the Astros. As long as their starting pitching can hold it down for the first five or six innings, I, I think the Twins bullpen is better than the Astros bullpen. Really, and I think, and I think the Twins hitting can explode more so than the Houston lineup. Houston's lineup is better overall. As as far as hitters go, but the twins have the twins have the power, and I really think that in a short series, a five game series, I really think that a couple really good starts and depth of depth of bullpen and power, I think can take down the Astros. So I'm going to say the Twins in five, because I honestly think the Twins are going to have home field. I think they're going to have the second wild card. I mean, the second uh, second seed. So, I'm going to say the Twins in five over the Astros. Because we played well against them before, and I think we match up well against them. So, I'm going to take that. And then I'm going to say the Twins lose to the Yankees like they always do. (laughs) I'd say it's going to take six, but I say the Twins lose to the Yankees in six. 
Just because yeah. we always do. I mean, I would love to break that curse <laughs> as far as that goes, but I just don't see that quite happening with this Twins team this year. I, I just don't. I think we're going to have the surprise of beating the Astros, but I think it's going to come down to, you know, we're going to lose to the Yankees. Um, as far as the National League goes, um, let's see. Okay, the Nationals, Dodgers. So Dodgers will be the one seed. Nationals, um, I think the Brewers will be the two seed. Nationals will be the three. And I had the Atlanta and Philly. I think Philly takes down Atlanta in the wild card. I think Noah pitches his ass off mm-hmm. in the wild card game. And um, I think they, they beat Atlanta. Uh, they, so Philly will go play the Dodgers in the DS. Um, they'll lose in four. They'll pull out a game just because Bryce Harper will go off like one game or something like that. But I, I think I think the Dodgers are just a better team. Yeah. So, um, and then I have the Brewers playing the Nationals. I think the Nationals beat them in five. Um, I think it's going to be a close rate, a close matchup. Mm-hmm. But I just think I just think the pitching, the pitching for the Nationals is just too good, and they have a good lineup. I mean, Rendon is arguably, you know, aside from Bellinger and Yelich, he's probably number three in the MVP voting in the National League. Rendon's just ridiculous. But um, I, I, I could see I'll take the Nationals over the Brewers. And then the Nationals, I think they beat the Dodgers in seven. Yeah. I'll take the Nationals over the Dodgers in seven wow. in the NLCS. And then they get the Nationals and Yankees, and I think the Nationals win it in the World Series in six. That would be a crazy run. Yeah. All right. So I didn't make my pick yet for the Yankees and Dodgers World Series. And I know I'm a Yankees fan. I'm, making, I'm saying this, but I, I just feel like it's their year this year. They've been through all these injuries, and they've been able to, you know, go through all this adversity. adversity and, you know, Best record in baseball right now, and just if it just seems like everything is in their favor right now, I think that they're gonna be able to make a run in the playoffs. And just you know, ten years after the last World Series, I think they'll be able to make it happen. I I think they make a move at the deadline for a, a starter, and I think that helps them you know make the last push to the war to make to win the World Series. Yeah, I definitely could see that. I think Clint Frazier probably gets moved at the deadline. I mean, if they they don't have him up right now, they have Mike Talkman up over yeah. him. And my dad was talking about that. He's like, there's got to be the only way that they don't have Clint Frazier up right now is because he's getting traded. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's happening like after the All Star break, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's, I think it's going to happen soon. I don't want him to get traded, though. I, I like Clint Frazier as a player, but I mean, if we get. The package I keep hearing is everyone wants Max Scherzer. The Nationals are not trading Max Scherzer. <laughs> That's what I, like, I dude, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Gio, but no, we yeah. saw these tweets like a month and a half ago when the Nationals were below 500. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're trading shit. Where, where does anyone get this stuff from? They are not yeah. trading Max Scherzer. There's mm-hmm. not been any buzz from that. That actually from the Nationals. That's all speculation. There's That's no all, way like, they treat. This it. is why Twitter is what it is. <laughs> Ridiculous. Everyone's got to be a Twitter GM. Yeah. The, there's no way they treat anyone in the rotation. They're in the middle of a playoff run right now. So 
I mean, I wouldn't want to trade Clint Frazier for Mad Bum. I really don't. I would not like that trade unless we got something else back too, which we wouldn't. So yeah, the the only feasible way well, one pitcher that I wouldn't mind is Luis Castillo because I think the Yankees need another good righty. So that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Reds aren't trading him. You just put him no, in the NL Cy Young Award. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's not happening. N- exactly. That's that's like such wishful thinking. I'd I'd rather hang on to Frazier, but at this point, it seems inevitable that he's gone. Yeah. I think Frazier Frazier is going to be one of those guys that is a package with someone else mm-hmm. because I don't even see, to be honest with you. I don't even see San Francisco wanting Frazier because he's so bad in the field. Yeah. yeah a, you're not going to trade him in a National League team. I could see – I mean, I, I don't I don't see Frazier – I don't understand. I don't even know where Frazier would go. I think but the Indians won't want him back. Right. Yeah. The Twins don't need him. You know, our outfield set. I mean, I'd take – You know, Astros team. don't need him. Like, I, I, I don't know where he would even go. I think the only way that would it would happen is if, like, Flor- if it's in a package with Florio. Florio's – I don't want to give him – Yeah, I don't want to get rid of him either, though. See, that's the thing. Personally, to tell you the truth, I think you should trade Florio right now. Yeah. Because I watched a lot of video on Florio. And I don't think he's going to be a good major league player. But he's he's 20 years old, and I watch video on him. I mean, I'm not a professional scout either. But what what I saw from his swing, unless he fixes it, he's he's not going to be that good. He's going to be he's going to be a more powerful version of Billy Hamilton. It would it would take something. I like I get what you're saying. But it would get it would take something pretty big to get me to make me want to trade Floreal and Frazier in one package. I mean, I would need like a Trevor Bauer or something like that. Yeah, I think that's the only way it would happen. Like if to trade both of them, it would have to be somebody like that. I think too. I, I if they did that for Mad Bum, that would be the worst trade in a long time. Well, I, I think I think the Giants being in the National League, they wanted because Floreal. Furry has a left-handed batting Byron Buxton with not as much plate discipline. Hmm. And we saw how we, we were seeing what Byron Buxton became. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is Florio. He's got holes in his swing. He's got the power speed combo. He just doesn't. Buxton was actually had a great eye at the plate in the minor leagues. And he came to the major leagues and just couldn't hit. You know, he's starting to come around a little bit now, but this is after how long? You know, we're talking about Florio. was a 20-year-old center fielder. Great defender. Speed up the ass. <laughs> but, you know, his swing is bad. So, yeah. you don't know where it's going to go from here. And I think the fact that Florio is the hyped prospect now and one of the top prospects in the Yankee system, this is the time to trade him. You locked up Hicks for seven years. You have Sanchez. I mean, you have Stanton. You have Judge. You know, if you want to move one of them to DH here and there, eventually in another couple of years, or whatever it may be, you can find that guy to play left field. Like, it's not that hard. It's not like you guys yeah. don't have money. You know what I mean? So, I don't understand what this obsession with Florial is. Where is he going to play? 
Yeah, even I when mean, he even if he comes up in two years, where's he playing? Like I said, I just don't want them to give him up for a mad bum type player. And I know you just said that, but I mean, like, no, I yeah, and I understand that. Not for rental, I get it. Yeah, I get no it. Rentals for Florial. I mean, and even the pitcher Mad Bum is now. He's a he's a below average player at this point in his career, which isn't good because he's only twenty nine. But most of his metrics are pretty below average, and it's kind of disappointing. So. If I if you traded just Frazier for I don't even want Mad Bum on the Yankees first of all okay we have enough lefties in our rotation and I trade for Kluber yeah I, Kluber would be fantastic I would gladly give up Florial for Corey Kluber but I don't think that's gonna happen so there's you know just, what I do for yeah. Bauer too I would do it for Bauer yeah you know what the funny thing is with uh Kluber is thirty three going on thirty four Mad Bum is twenty nine. Mad Bum's got like 800 more innings in the major leagues than Kluber does. Kluber started later, I believe. Yeah, Kluber didn't come up. Kluber was like the Grom. Like, he didn't come up until he was like 26. See, I didn't know Kluber was 33. That would make me probably not want to give up a big package for him just because I don't know how much longevity he has. But for Bauer, I would do it in a heartbeat. I I don't want them to get someone like Mike Miner to Mm -hmm. fall off. I no. said that the Marlins not not about the Yankees, but I said that the Marlins should probably trade Caleb Smith now because they've got enough young guys where he he could be reaching his peak right now. I mean, he's never been good before this year, so. Well, you, you just talked up the Marlins, and we all know how the uh, you know how Derek Jeter works with the Yankees as far as trading goes. So that that might be a perfect trade partner. You yeah. get someone like Caleb Smith. Or a Pablo Lopez or some like someone like that, See, who's young and controllable, and you give them Floreal, they get a bat, they get an outfielder. Yeah, that I might like be a part of fit, actually. Yeah, the thing is with Caleb Smith is like, like I said, I don't know how good he actually is. He could just be overperforming right now, having a decent year because it's, I, he's never been good before. He played for the Yankees a couple years ago. Granted, he only pitched in like seven games, but he was terrible. And last year he was what mediocre, I think. Let me look up his stats. But I mean, giving up someone like Florial for someone who's not really proven would be a little disappointing for me. But I mean, I'd take Caleb Smith before I took Mad Bum. So yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, Florial for Mad Bum. I can see. I can see you not wanting to do that. Yeah. You know, if I, the Giants were willing to take Frazier and maybe a package of a couple other minor leaguers, because they, I mean, look, the Giants have to rebuild yeah. from the ground up. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they have nothing. They have no farm system. They have no major league player. I mean, Brandon Crawford is 33 years old. <laughs> like, how long is he going to play? Like, you know, Brandon Bell. He's a good hitter. Yeah. Buster Posey. I mean, he's a first baseman at this point. Joey Bart's coming up. Probably at the end of the year, taking over. They're going to look to trade Brandon Belt. That's a guy you should get. Yeah. I mean, yeah. although you have Voider first. So it's not, you know. I mean, the, the, I just don't like this markup for starting pitchers at this trade deadline because I feel like there's a lot of high risk, high reward, which isn't a bad thing. But like trading for someone like Mike Miner, I just wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't give up Frazier for Mike Miner. I really wouldn't because, I mean, He's going to fall off eventually, like you said about his uh, left on base percentage. Yeah. He's, he's getting lucky. I, 
The only thing, the only good thing about Miner is I, I believe he signed next year too. Yeah, it wouldn't. I believe be it's a two-year deal, though, but it's just—I don't know. I just for someone like Frazier who's been hitting so well this year, I feel like he should have more value than people are giving him credit for. But I just don't know. That's the thing I'm saying is I don't know what the market for Frazier is going to be. Right, because you're not. You gotta, you gotta trade him to a team that's willing to give up a starter. Yeah, and you gotta trade him to a team who's looking to rebuild and use Frazier as a piece to like rebuild their outfield. Now Cleveland probably would be perfect for that, but they the ones that traded him to you in the first right. place. So yeah. I don't know how willing they would be. Like I said, the Twins don't need him. The Astros don't need him. Yeah, you know, the yeah. Rangers could use him. But do you take Lance Lynn again? No, no, Lord. No, like no. you know, all Mike Miner. Like, what do you like? I don't know. Like, who the, else would you? Who else would you deal Frazier to? I mean, I mean, Oakland. But what, they have one. no starting pitching to give up. Yeah. They could give up Frankie Montas, <laughs> who's, yeah, who's no, out for the year. Like, a, you know, they give up Jesus Lazardo either. So no, they're not giving up those guys. Even the guys who were hurt, they're not giving him Sean Mania. Mm-hmm. They're not giving him take, Cotton. I'll take Casey Mize from the Tigers. Yeah, yeah that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. That dude's going to be up like at the end of the year. Yeah. Casey Mize is a beast. I know. There's... The dude's like, they, they got a scary rotation coming they up, do. Detroit, man. They really do. Casey Mize is a, a monster. And Matt Boyd has been lights out this year, man. Yeah, they've got a few. They got quite a few guys. Their their problems going to be hitting too. I mean, the, I was telling my dad the other day, if you want to torture me with a baseball game, make me watch a Tigers and San Francisco Giants game. Those have got to be the two most boring teams in baseball right oh, now. Oh god, yeah. I'd rather. I just like watching Miggy though. I still like yeah. watching Miggy. <laughs> yeah, Miggy's like the only good thing about that game because the Giants are like the retirement home of the MLB, and they keep trading for these. Older guys for whatever reason, and then oh. uh, like like the the deal for uh, Longoria and then McCutcheon was, was a trade, right? Yeah, yeah. The the deals that they're they're doing are just brutal. Like it's like they're still in win now mode, but they don't have anything good like to allow them to win now. So I don't know why they tried to do that last year. They should have realized last year. That this is it. They should have never traded for Longoria and McCutcheon. They should have held on to what they had and traded Mad Bum last year. Yeah. With a year of control, you know, they would have gotten a a nice chip. Even though Mad Bum's been hurt the past year, they were fluke injuries. He had the ATV injury that he hurt his shoulder. But he came back strong and he was fine. And then he had the ground ball last year that broke his hand. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, it's not like he's injury prone. And like right. you said, he's only 29. Yeah. Now, granted, he's got a lot of mileage on that arm. Yeah, he could turn true. into Felix Hernandez. That's true. You know, look at Felix Hernandez. He's 32. I always thought he was older. I thought he was like 36. No, 32, yeah. maybe 33 this year. But I, Felix uh, Hernandez fought, fell off when he was – like two years ago, he fell off. Three years yeah. ago, they're still yeah, trying to use him as a workhorse. It's just not going to work. Some guys can do it. Some guys can't. 
I mean, look at Zach Greinke. Yeah, exactly. Zach Greinke is like he's got an ethos <laughs> pitch too. That's just nasty. Some guys just I don't know. You what can't you even think? explain it, man. I know. Some guys are just like that, and he Zach Greinke like he's just reinvented himself. Like you look at CC. Look at yeah. you guys. Like you look at CC. He's reinvented himself. Hey, he's not the dominant today. starter he used to be. Right. You know, back in the day. But, I mean, he's a damn good third or fourth. What do you guys think about a Clint Frazier for Marcus Stroman trade? I don't know. I think Toronto will want I, another piece. I wouldn't do. I wouldn't trade with the Blue Jays. Yeah, that's the problem. Because I think the Blue Jays are going to be a threat to the division in a few years with all the talent they have. and then They have no pitching. True. Yeah. But, I mean, they've got hitters. Like, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. right now is going crazy. I like. I, I don't know why he was down to begin the season to begin with because he was good last year. So, yeah. he, he's yeah. been going nuts. Kevin Biggio. Biggio, yeah. yeah. They, once Vlad starts hitting, they've got, obviously, Bo Bichette. They've they got, got all the kids. All, yeah. all the juniors, man. Yeah. I think they, they have one of Roger Clemens' kids, too. Yeah, Cody Clemens, oh, yeah. first baseman. Yeah. They could have yeah. a whole infield. They're going to have a whole infield. And then they of, got Danny Jansen, you know, that catcher. I mean, he's not a, he's not a son, but he's a nice young player. But Jansen you know, like said, no pitching. No pitching at all. So that's but they, could use, they also could use an outfielder. Right. I mean, they have, they have Gritchick, who's been – he is what he is, you know. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, you know, they traded Pilar. Like yeah. who? Who? Wrote, I like Rowdy Tellis. Yeah, he's nice. They, they just I like him a lot for him to play. I mean, like he should play first, but Justin Smokes kind of still there, so I would. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would mm-hmm. imagine that the Blue Jays would ask for uh, Albert Abreu in a trade for Clint Frazier, probably Frazier and Abreu for. Strowman, which would be overpaying in my book, so they're gonna want a pitcher. Yeah, they're not. Well, it's not gonna be straight up Frazier for Strowman, right? They, Maybe they're gonna want a pitcher. Even with Wiseka, I would do that. If I were the Yankees, I would do Frazier and Wiseka. The thing is, I don't like trading in the division because that that could come bite you. Meh. I don't know. Meh. Yeah, I mean the Yankees did with the Orioles last year. Uh, or two, yeah, it's so. the Orioles, though. Yeah, I mean, it's the Orioles. Was, I'll oh. trade Frazier for Tyler Glass now. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think uh, the Rays – I think that would be just a little bit off on the – When's Glass not coming back? Hopefully soon. Yeah. I like watching him pitch. Yeah, I think it's soon. He, he's another dude. Like I was saying before, like the big guys. Was yeah, Glass now like 6'8"? He's huge. Oh, yeah, he's really big. And that's the thing with Pittsburgh. Like, we was coming up with Pittsburgh, and they were like, well, you might be a closer because he's got two pitches, like, all this stuff, like, no commands, blah, blah, blah. Hey, Pittsburgh does the Rays, and look what happens. Like, I tell you, man, the, that's the thing with these really tall guys, six, seven, and above, mm-hmm. you got to give them extra time. Yep. Takes them longer. Glass now, same thing. Same thing as Giolito. Yeah. Like I said, like, man, same thing. Huh. It just takes them longer to get that, get the mechanics down. Mm-hmm. 
Stroman's a perfect fit for the Yankees, too. Yeah, they need yeah. a righty in the rotation. They already have CeCe. They have Jay Happ, who I don't like this year, but which, whatever. And then they also have um, Paxton. So lefties on lefties on lefties. We don't really need another lefty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although the Dodgers do with all lefties. Well, they have my Ada, but, you know. True. Oh, yeah. True. You know, but. Yeah, that's I, true. I think Stroman fits. Stroman's proven he can pitch in the AL East. Same thing would happen. Like, you know, he's at least shown that he can pitch in the division. And Stroman's a ground ball guy, which is good, you know, which would be a good fit for you guys, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. With Torres have, and Gregorius up the middle, you know, I mean, that helps. Yeah. Dodgers got Walker Bueller too, so they kind of are like the Yankees. I think they got three good lefties, two righties right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting about Bueller. Bueller's been like meh this year. I mean, he's been good, but like I think he's been better lately. Yeah, a little sophomore slump, but that's all right. Yeah, he's yeah. he's still he's still good. He's an all-star. He's eight and one, but he's three four six ERA, which was higher. He's been pitching a little better lately. He doesn't yeah. walk people though. One point two walks per nine. Yeah, no, nah, he's been solid, no doubt. It's just that you know, after last year, you look at you know, you look at these guys, and the same thing. When I remember uh, Reese Hoskins, yeah, mm-hmm. it was two years ago. He. Came up in like 50 games, he had 18 home runs, and everyone was like, Oh, this guy is good. <laughs> and I was all over it too. I was like, Yeah, this guy's gonna be a beast, you know, blah blah blah. And the last year was like, Meh, yeah, but he was playing out of position, mm-hmm. sophomore slump, you know, like all that stuff. And this year, he's been uh, pretty solid. I kind of forget about him to be honest. He's saying 260 with 19 home runs, I mean, better than la- he's looking better than last year. Yeah, this is solid player. This is only his third, well, second and a half year in the league, too. I mean, I always look at guys. I like to look at guys, especially going into fantasy baseball season, like in the beginning of the year. I like to look at guys who improved from one year to the other, but Mm -hmm. still only have about, like, maybe 1,200 plate appearances to 1,500 plate appearances because that's generally where they, like, start to actually prove themselves. Right. Do you look at someone who's like improved the past two years in limited time, maybe, but it has, you know, a good thousand, 1200, 1500 plate appearances. It's time for this guy to blow up. Yeah. Kettle Marte. Kettle Marte. Perfect example. Yep. Yeah. Had a really good year last year. And this year he's been, the dude's been a beast. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you look at other things too. Like I, I said on a podcast like, be, before the season started, I called out uh, Carlos Santana, and I was like, "Look, his home was Cleveland. He went to Philly. He went to the National League from the American League last year. Yes, he struggled. Yeah, he still put up decent numbers, but his average was bad. Like you know, his walks and strikeouts are always solid. You know, stuff like that. And I even said." I was like, watch him blow up this year because yeah. he went back to Cleveland. It's, it's certain things, certain things you can't quantify. Things like that. You can't even, there's no, there's no, there aren't numbers for that. 
So sometimes you just got to watch the game. That's why I like the whole thing, the analytics and old school, man. It's it's both. Yeah. You know, I can't side from one side or the other because the analytics are great because it it takes the eye test out of it, especially from what you remember to be great. You know, it takes that out of it. But, you know, the old school stuff is still there's still something to be said for watching people play the game. Yeah. And you know this, Gio, from like watching college football players and stuff like that. Right. Like there's certain things, the stats on the board, like this guy's a top-notch offensive lineman. This guy's a top-notch running back. But when you watch his video, you watch the competition he played and like tackling and stuff. Like you watch, you know, uh, I don't know because I don't do that, but with football. But you watch certain things. And you yeah. see certain things, you're like, well, this guy doesn't have the, you know, have that or this or the, whatever it may be, right? Right. Exactly. And that's what it comes down to. That's why I love watching, like, I love watching pitching, especially. You know, like uh, Jason Panini, who does, um, he's on uh, Pitcher List on Twitter. He puts up videos like a pictures and stuff like that. And I, I always comment like on stuff like what I'm looking at. Yeah. I love watching these pitches because I could have, you know, watching like someone like Strasburg who has that inverted W, you know, that like what, what he does with his arms, like before he releases the ball. Yeah. Causes injury. Causes injury. It's a, It's an extra strain on your arm. Right. Uh, now it, it improves performance, but this is again why Strasburg is hit and miss. Yep, you know, so stuff like that. You can't tell that from a stat sheet. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's definitely true. And uh, I guess we can we can continue talking about this on another episode. Oh uh, yeah, we've been going out at this for a while, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, as it gets closer to like the uh, the trade deadline, we can definitely talk more about you know what who we think is going to be traded, you know what teams are going to be sellers, who's going to be buyers. But yeah, then for now, let's enjoy this All Star break coming up, and it's going to be fun to watch the home run derby with. You know, as we talked about before, Pete Alonzo being in there, Josh Bell, obviously Bellinger, Yelich, and then uh, who else is in there? Uh, Vlad. Oh, yeah, Vlad. Vlad. Yeah. Bregman. Bregman. Uh, yeah. Carlos Santana. Yeah. Who's, who's the last guy? Jeez. Uh, oh, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. All I know is Josh Bell's winning, so. Yeah, I got Alonzo winning. I got Alonzo beating Vlad in the final. Let's see the two rookies. That would be cool. Alex, who's winning? Oh, I got got Bell winning too, actually. Okay, cool. Yeah. You guys disagree with me all night. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I think it's a it's an advantage to hit lefty at progressive field because of the high wall. Yeah. 
True. Nah. I don't know. Uh, but then with the Ulster game Tuesday, um, I don't know. It's probably. Uh, I, I feel like I think it might be Vernola that starts. I don't know, but for the AL and then the NL, I think I think it'll be. I think I'm not being Scherzer that starts. Scherzer's out. He's. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, he's out. Sonny Gray replaced him, and so I think that'll probably be Ryu. It should be. Yeah, yeah. Scherzer just pitched today, right? Or yesterday? Oh, today. Oh yeah. He just came back. He just had a kid too. Yeah. He's on paternity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he's, I think he's going to take the All Star break. <laughs> so like, yeah. Relax. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be this week. Monday home run derby, t- Tuesday the All Star game, and then uh, Wednesday, Thursday, just the the two extra days of the All Star break, and then get going into the you know second half after that. When's the uh, the futures game? Uh, is that Wednesday? I think that's tomorrow. Isn't yeah, that before? Yeah, I think it's tomorrow. Is it before the home run derby? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's at like seven o'clock tomorrow or something like that. Tomorrow on yeah. Sunday? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Oh, all right. Yeah, I couldn't remember when it was. Like, I couldn't remember when they did it. I usually don't end up watching that much, but I watch like some of it, but then I like forget about it almost. Yeah. It's not. I don't know. It's not as like. I guess it's not as, as exciting as the other stuff. But, um, I wanted to bring back the skills competition. That would be nice. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you know, throwing from center field to home, right field to home, like stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Every other major sport does it. Yeah. I mean, they all have skill competitions. Yeah. I mean, I love love what hockey does. Hockey's the best. Hockey's great. Hardest shot, most accurate, and then they have the speed competition like around the rank, and like they 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 do it well. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. I would love to see baseball do something like that. Me too. Fastest pitch. Yeah. You know, from the from the outfield to home, like can you hit like you know, can you hit home plate? Like, Probably. I don't know how you would do it, but, yeah. you know, like, throw it into a garbage can. Like, you don't play it or whatever. Yeah, like, how it. accurate you are. Speed from, like, about, you know, from home plate to first. Mm-hmm. Like, stuff like that. I think that would be cool as hell. For okay. sure. And then I think they could do, like, another one for hitting, like, hit hitting, like, targets on the field or something like that. Like, what they did with, like, you have with, uh, like, oh, ML, like, they have with the Wii, like, um, baseball. Oh, yeah. They actually do that. I, I think it's Japan. They actually do that. Is Japan or Korea? They actually have like these things set up in the field, mm-hmm. and someone pitches to you, and you hit, mm. and you knock down like the different like different point different points you get for like hitting certain markers. Yeah, like hitting certain bullseyes, basically. Right. That would be cool too. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, let's make it happen. Come on, Rod Manford. Jesus. Yeah, do something. Instead of useful. Instead of bullshit. Yeah. 
Like, let's cut down the visits to home, <laughs> to, to pitchers mound <laughs> once. <laughs> what, what does this do? Yeah. Like, I don't understand what this does for the game. Like, it just speeds uh, up the game by two minutes. Oh. Well, we got the state of baseball stuff coming out. So. Yes. Yeah. Robo umps coming up. (laughs) They're coming. Jeez. Yeah. I actually have, I got to find it again. Actually, an umpiring website that rates every umpire, like as far as their correct calls or not. Oh, my God. Yeah, so they actually have that out there. I'm definitely using that in my Robo Ump article. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder where Joe West is on that. I can tell you, Tim McClellan is actually one of the best. I remember reading it. I, I remember looking at it like a year ago. Tim McClellan is one of the best. Um, Joe West is down there. So is obviously Angel Hernandez. Oh, yeah. Fucking bad. Oh, they, I, uh, Tim McClellan, I'm trying to think of one of the other guys that was like up there. Like, I thought, uh, one of the I best. thought Hunter Wendell's stats pretty high up there. He's pretty good. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else. There was another guy. I want to say it was Tim Hallion, but I could be wrong. There was another guy that was like way up there. Tim, Tim McClellan was like actually, he got like, like home plate. He got like ninety seven percent of the calls right, hmm. which is pretty incredible, man. That's like, <laughs> that's pretty amazing, dude. If trust me, I've umpired. I umpired for thirteen years, and granted, I didn't umpire obviously major league baseball, but I umpired high school for a while, mm-hmm. and we're talking like sixteen, seventeen year olds. Dude, it's not easy, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. that shit. Like, I actually had. I actually had an original mask, like a, a flat mask with the padding, you know. And then I went to like a hockey style mask, you know, the hockey style, you know, with the it's it's kind of aerodynamic. <clears throat> I went to one of those masks, <clears throat> and I was doing a sixteen year old um, AAU game. I got a foul ball off the mask. All right, it cracked the cage of my mask. Jeez. I was like, I'm never using this shit again. <laughs> like, it cracked the cage. I had, I had someone, I, I, a buddy of mine, this guy Bill, who was doing um, uh, little league games. We're mm-hmm. talking, we're talking twelve year olds, right? He had a foul ball off the wrist, broke his wrist. Jeez, this is no joke, man. <laughs> it's like this shit's like, not, you know, I, I, I got a lot of respect. For what these guys do, now, Angel Hernandez is out of control. I get that, but I got—I have a lot of respect for what these guys do. Granted, like I said, I've never been at that level, but just going by like what I've seen and what I've done, like it's tough, man. It's not—it's not easy. Mm. It's not, not easy. When you're sitting yeah. back there calling balls and strikes, man, it's hard. It's a hard thing to do because you're talking about like, like even at my level, high school kids, I, I got kids on 90 miles an hour, you know, and you blink and you miss it. 
like you said, you know, and the top notch kids are throwing curveballs. They're throwing, you know, you got to look where it crosses the plate, and you have to make a split second decision. It's not. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. And I find myself. It's funny because I umpired for so long. I find myself watching games, like being like, "Ah, oh, that was a ball. Oh, that was a strike." <laughs> I find myself putting myself in their shoes. You know. Yeah. But I get where it goes. You know, we need. We have the technology for it. Technology will be there. Will be perfected within the next ten years. Yeah, it will be. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Statcast and the strikes, the zones they have on TV and stuff like that, they're not they're not a hundred percent accurate, believe it or not. But they will be eventually. What they have to do is the problem with it is they have to put a chip in the uniform. Because the height of the strike zone is the problem. It's not the width of the strike zone. Because the width of the plate is 17 inches. That doesn't change. Right. It's the height and, and, and depth of the strike zone from the knee to halfway between um, the chest and the belt, which is the rule now. Um, that's the problem. I mean, how do you, how do you judge that? So that's the issue. That's a large part of the issue they're dealing with now. But if they can put a chip in the uniform, whereas there is a sensor there, they can see where the top of the strike zone is and the bottom of the strike zone. So if they can do that, then there won't be an issue anymore. Agreed. Yeah, so thanks for listening to this episode. I guess <laughs> we're going to, you know, close it out here. We kind of went off a bunch of tangents, but, you know, that's what we do on this on this uh, this podcast. But, yeah, join us uh, for next time. 